Hello, Paul Cochran with you for another episode of Fantasy Harness Racing, the podcast. Brett Skelly, Tom Swiderski with me. Welcome, boys. Paul. G'day, boys. How's things? Yeah, not too bad. Not Come too bad, well. Paul. All right, well, how's your teams coming along? We, um, w- what we've tried to do is give people tips along the way, haven't we? And, and what we thought we'd do in this episode is drill down on the, the, the Riverina. So we, we've talked in previous episodes, boys, about how strategically we're not really sure how people are going to play this. Are they going to prioritise certain regions? Are they going to uh, prioritise tracks? Well, with the Riverina, you kind of get both, don't you? Because predominantly Riverina racing is at Riverina Paceway. There's a couple of variations on that, and that happens in bang straight off the bat in week one with the Tamora Cup. So, but the Riverina, I think, is one of those areas where I think you have the potential to make significant gain if you get it right. What do you think, Brett? Yeah, that's it. Uh, I mean, what you're looking at here is uh, not only people are going to be racing in the Riverina, and as you say, it's predominantly at Wagga, but it's uh, also those people who are going to be pushing out into the other regions. So you're looking at people who might be going to Western, coming as far as Sydney, um, not necessarily up to the Hunter, but those who are going to cover a great area of ground to, uh, to get their drives. Does the Riverina track play a little bit differently, Tom? With the sprint lane? Uh, Blake Jones' sprint lane. Um, yeah, it does. It does. And you've got the double points and options there all through every month. You've got um, double and triple points along the way uh, in that Riverina area. So it's going to be, as I said in our last episode, it's going to be vital, that Riverina area. I know when I first made my team, I went very metro heavy, but I've, um, I've come along and um, the Riverina is going to be an area of focus, particularly early. Well... <laughs> I think you're right, Brett, that it is one of those tracks where we get the, the crossover. And where I think the Riverina is quite intriguing is, you know, you look at there's names that aren't listed in the Riverina that are going to feature at that track. So really, I mean, if you if you plan on maximising what they can do at the Riverina, you've got to pick them on a different line. And specifically one, one name that springs to mind is Brad Hewitt. So he, he's listed as a Metro driver. He's based at Goulburn, so under the boundary system, he qualifies as a Metro driver. So he picks up points there, but predominantly he's doing a lot of his driving at Riverina Paceway. So it's almost like a double hit a little bit there if you're prepared to fill one of your Metro spots with, with Brad Hewitt, which means then there's the chance to throw more money at Riverina drivers, essentially, if you went with that type of strategy. Yeah, essentially, but at the same time, then as soon as you put him in, uh, your salary cap goes down, then who do you put in out of the Riverina? Um, it automatically lowers uh, how much prize, uh, how much salary cap you have for the Riverina area. The other, the other intriguing thing about the Riverina, Tom, is the Victorian invasion, and we've got several uh, Victorian-based drivers who uh, come up to Wagga and, and particularly Albury mm. and drive there, so you've got... People like a, like a Mark Pitt, who obviously is a notorious Group 1 winner, drives a, a lot of Emma Stewart's horses. Uh, Nathan Jack, who does really well down there in that Riverina mm. area as well. There, there's others on the list, David Moran. So how, how interesting are the, those Victorian uh, registered drivers who participate on our tracks and our venues to you. Very interesting, but they come with a good price tag. You know, I'm looking at Mark Pitt here, 925, uh, Nathan Jack, 875K. 
very expensive. Um, do you take them over someone like Jackson Painting, who's there every week, happy to travel? Blake Mikalif's the same. Um, and going down the list, I'm looking James McPherson. He travels as well. So it's you got to you just got to find the right people, and it's hard. It is hard. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I think it's an area with plenty of options. So let, let's let's have a look at it. So Brett, we priced Blake Mikalif at the at the highest end of the scale. Now, our thinking with this was, yes, Blake predominantly drives in the River Arena, and that's where he's based, but we see him a lot at Bathurst as well. He almost 50-50 Bathurst, and then, well, probably 45-45 Bathurst River Arena, and then we see him 10% of the time at at, um, at Menangle as well. And occasionally we see him at Newcastle. So he's priced according to being that real all-rounder. He is. He's, he's um, Cameron Green. <laughs> but he is. He's he's willing to travel. He he goes anywhere. Um, and you yeah, you're likely to see him during the week. Um, being at Bathurst on Wednesday and Wagga on Friday or Young on Friday. So he's um he's he's everywhere. Um, and leaving out at your own peril because he is. He's going everywhere and he's winning. I think he. I can't remember, but I think he was the first bloke I picked in my team. Yep. Yeah, and he's based on that. Yeah, he was um, Blake. That is. Yeah, Blake. Yeah. Nicholas. Well, he's at uh, Goulburn on Monday too, so yeah. he just doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah. So I actually think I actually think he's worth spending up for nine hundred and sixty-five k. So uh, he he drives as as much as anyone in mm. the state. I, I, I look. I don't have the data in front of me. I'm, off the top of my head, I think he drives as much as anyone on a weekly basis. Seven hundred drives a season, eighty-one yeah. winners this season. Yeah, compare that with Blake Jones, five sixty drives for ninety-five winners. So, who do you take there? They're roughly the same price. Uh, can you take both? It's not a bad, it's not a bad step. You know, argument to have have mm. with yourself. You know, um, we could thrash it out here, but you know, Blake Jones is um, he's on the third line when it comes to pricing in the River Arena. Uh, Nine hundred and fifty thousand. He's our ambassador for the Riverina. So, um, what's happened in the last couple of weeks? We've put fantasy harness racing colours on him, and he's just been dominating, flying. <laughs> so he's just winning for fun. So I don't think he'll be giving up those colours in a hurry. Now, if he can continue that kind of form, uh, the nine fifty makes him a really valid option, doesn't it? And he's got a metro win, a couple of metro wins, I believe. Yep. Miss Chantilly beat Heaven Island there the other day. Cost me a lot of money, but. Um, good on him. Uh, yeah, but with these uh, new colours, he's flying, and we see him behind you. The colours they look great, and in especially yesterday down the sprint lane at Wagga, it looked very good. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think it's the colours. I think it's the moustache. So yeah. he's uh, <laughs> he's rocking one of the best mows I've seen in a while. Um, all right, so look, Blake's a genuine option. Obviously, he's priced accordingly. He, he gets a lot of winners there. What about Jackson Painting? I mean, he's the David Kennedy's the leading driver there in the Riverina, and. Jackson is David Kennedy's main man. Um, so it's a pretty good marriage. For me, I, he was the first one in my team because if you see Jay painting uh, at Friday at Wagga, um, you're almost guaranteed a win. He, he's almost certainly going to get a win during that day. So um, automatically there's your points. So for me, he was the first one in the team. Can you have – like there's your top three in the Riverina, Tom – is there a case for having all three or maybe two of those three? Very difficult. I, In my team at the moment, um, I've only got one of them, yeah. and that's Blake Jones. So uh, very hard 
to because I've gone. You, you can't forget the metro region because yeah. they're racing so often. But the Riverina, you've got to have at least one of them, possibly two if you can stretch it. But I've sort of evened out the rest of my Riverina team um, around, or they're around the same price. Yeah, yeah. I, I think how people play that is going to be intriguing. Can you can you fit two in? Would you? You know, I think there's going to be. Uh, regional bias from people, mm. you know, based down there. They're very patriotic in the Riverina. Um, you know, Brett, that's that's your neck of the woods, and people love getting around their their own people. I can see. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that that stack it with the people they know and love. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I'm from Young, and I haven't put the boy from Young in there, which is uh, Blake Mickliff. But I think if you work it, um, you can get two of them in there. Um, and you're right, it, it is regional bias. I have managed to get Blake and uh, Blake Jones and Jackson Painting in. Um, but yeah, it's it's tricky, um, and that's for everybody to decide what they want to do with their team. But it's uh, yeah, it's very tricky. I I would struggle to get all three in there. I think. So so out of the top seven on the price list, there three of those. Of the three that we've just talked about, three of them are the, the three Victorians that we mentioned in Mark Pitt, Nathan Jack and Dave Moran. And then throw Peter McRae in the mix. Now, I, I think Peter McRae is a, a, an interesting option here. He he wins. He wins at that track. And he came to town at the regional championships. He won the state final uh, for Trevor White. So he, he's got a group one winner to his name. Uh, he wins often enough, I think that the stats would support a case to get Peter McRae in your team at a lower price point. So he's uh, you can you can pick up Peter McRae at eight seventy five. So that's ninety thousand dollars you don't have to spend at below Blake Mickleff. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, good option. I had him in my first team. I've taken him out and chopped and changed, but he could definitely find his way back in because the stats do say that he wins races and and he you know he he does drive around the place as well. So all right. If, you, if we work down the list a little bit more, because this is where you, you start to find a bit of value. So uh, Todd Day and Bruce Harpley, I think, win often enough at their price point. Brent? Yeah, that's it. I mean, they're, uh, you're looking at over $200,000 less than yeah. the, uh, the top tier. Daryl Perrot. Yeah, as you say, they're, they're winning. Um, so leave them out at your own peril. But it's, uh, yeah, it's how you fit them in with the rest of your team. Do you go one of the top ones and then you put in Bruce and Daryl as your uh, your next tier down. What about James McPherson at six ninety five? He's starting to get into bargain territory, I reckon. He he's picking up he's picking up winners that you know at six ninety five. I, I think there's going to be a point, as we know, when you go through and start picking your team, you need to make savings. You need to you know get the you know get the plane out and take some shavings off the <laughs> off the, the plank. Uh, I think James might be might be an option at. at Six ninety five as well. The other, the other one. I think then we we jump even lower. Young lady who was a rising star of our sport won the Young Drivers Invitational at Menangle uh, back a couple of months ago. Taylor Osmond. Mm. Oh, yep. I think she's really interesting at six hundred and five. Got to have you in your team. Yep. It's uh, yeah another one. Uh, probably second one that I picked in after Jackson Painting, and I think we've probably priced her a little bit low. Um, at $605,000, and she's winning. She's on fire at the moment. Well, she, to me, ticks the box of the drivers that we think are going to outscore their price. And she's on the upward curve. She's getting more drives. She travels more. I see her at Menangle a lot mm. on Tuesdays now. Um, 
I th- I think she is going to be very very popular when 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 we start on the tenth of January and uh, and we and we start to see who are the most popular drivers. I I, I think Taylor's going to be right up there. Yeah, rising star. Um, I've got some stats here. She's had close to two hundred starts um, this year. Thirteen percent win rate with twenty one percent place rate. So. Um, and she's only 18, so yeah. she's only going to get better, more opportunities, metro drives, that sort of thing. So I must have. What about a dad, Scotty? You know, you're only paying up 460 for Scotty. He drives often enough, gets enough wins. Yeah, I had him. I have him in. Uh, I have him in my team. Very cheap. Uh, only 400. 460. 460. Yeah. So yeah, a good option there too. Yep, Scotty Osmond. Um, just slightly, slightly more. Uh, expensive than Scott, but you know, in between where Taylor is, is Rodney Coelho. I, I think Rodney's a really interesting uh, option. Rodney, we we know that Jack Painting's done a bit of travel, and when Jack's unavailable, Rodney's getting the drives with David Kennedy's horses. I, I think he becomes a really, really valid option at uh, four eighty five because we're seeing him get more drives and more success since we did these prices too, Brett. Yeah, and I think. Uh He'd be a very good one to have, especially during uh, February when we might see a lot of the Kennedy horses up here in Sydney, um, and you'll have Jackson chasing those up here. He'd be a, a great option at a very, very low price to, uh, yeah. to have him in your team. Well, Jackson came up here through the Breeders' Challenge series. It's the first time the Kennedy – and the floods in and around that area in the Riverina were a reason for doing that for David Kennedy Stable – but it worked. They had really good success. They've kept a couple of those horses up here and, and have done well um, under Jack Trainer's care at the moment. So I think that the Kennedy stable have said, all right, we can do this. We could probably split our operation a little bit, use the, the amazing facility there at Menangle Training Centre and still operate out of the, out of the Riverina and therefore we need another driver. And that's where Rodney Coelho comes into the mix. The other one is... Um, I was at the Carnival of Cups meeting in Griffith and Bruce Harpley picked up a drive for David Kennedy there and, and won the feature. So Bruce starts to come into the mix a little bit there if that type of scenario plays out a bit. So um, that's where you're going to get rewarded if you're prepared to take that stab at what might happen mm-hmm. and and beyond that be a real student of the sport Tom yeah that's right you've got to monitor it so as you just said that's that's all theory at the moment but yeah it could could come to light and um that's where the competitive advantage is for Tom sure. listen to this podcast long enough and we will find a reason and a way to make one and one equal three <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're right it's all theory Everyone's got an opinion, and uh, as we know, when it comes to fantasy sports, those opinions get amplified and uh, and given far more weight and credence than they should. <laughs> but, but you know that I think what we've already done there though is identified some really really good options. I mean, if I work further down the page. One that one name that sticks out for me is Jared Carlefield, two hundred and seventy thousand. That's cheap as chips. I um, I was at. Uh, Wagga a couple of weeks ago, Jared uh, drove two winners on that program early doors, and straight away I thought, store that little bit of intel away. He might be a bloke that I've got in mind for my fantasy team. Uh, two seventy, that's that's really cheap for Jared. Yeah, I've got another cheapie here, Thomas Gilligan. Yeah, uh, two hundred and ninety-five. Um, some stats on Tom: nineteen wins and twenty-five placings from one hundred and twenty-one drives, and you're that's, only you're paying points. less than three hundred k. So he's going straight in the team. Um, he's not my bench option, but 
yeah, he's he's straight in as as that real cheap option. Just hopefully the tail wags a little bit with those cheap options and um, helps me get some points. Yeah, absolutely. Stevie McGuire, two fifty. I think he. I think he's. Yeah, you know, there's a reason why you could you could find a spot for Steve and your team at, at two fifty. What about Ellen? I mean, so Ellen Bartley's obviously Blake Jones's partner. She's the trainer. She's got more horses than Blake can possibly uh, possibly drive, and that is a leading stable in the Riverina. So Ellen's picking up the drives that Blake isn't taking. They've got a very good stable of horses, and um, and Ellen at two hundred and thirty thousand. That's not far from you know, absolute bargain basement territory uh, could be a good option. For somebody who is a, a good driver, and you've pointed that out, um, she's in bargain basement territory. Um, yeah, once again, leave her out at your own peril. So it's um, she's a hard one to uh, to leave out, I think. Yeah. What, what, sorry, one that I had here too is uh, Abby Turnbull. Mm. Um, good young driver. Uh, once again, does travel around a bit. So I think she would be a good option at a, a very low price of three hundred and fifty thousand. Stu Richards, two eighty five. I saw uh, saw the great man win a race um, there at uh, was it Wagga uh, just last week or whatever. So these names pop up. These people they're not just there to to pad out a list. They win races. These people. Yeah. Every you could mount a case for every single person on this list as to why. Uh, Jessica Pryor, I saw her win of a great drive. One of the best drives I've seen all year to win a race at uh, at Griffith on their Griffith Cup night. Uh, 210. I mean, the bottom price in the whole game is 200. So you can find another 10 grand. Jessica Pryor, to me, is a, is a great option. And Brooke McPherson at 210 as well. I think I think she's one you should be keeping an eye on Good for. Good bench Talk. options as well. Um, in case you know one of your one of your drivers, you run out of trades, or one of your drivers takes a week off, or that sort of thing, very hard to predict. You don't know, but you've got to have people there at the cheap option on the bench to substitute in. Melissa Hawk just won a race at Wagga as well, and she's two hundred grand. So, well, I guess what we've done, boys, is um, is let people know that there's some really good options in the Riverina. If you in actually the Riverina, I think there's more drivers in the game listed as Riverina options as any other region as well. So um, marginal, and and yet obviously there's not as many races. So what that tells you is there's a lot of options. Obviously we've got the Victorian drivers that, that uh, and that's a big precinct, that's a big patch of New South Wales too, the Riverina bread. It takes in a lot of, a lot of geography. Absolutely massive. We did say that most of the racing that we'll be covering um, through the game is at Wagga, but it's such a big region that uh, people – all go to this one place. It's um, it's quite amazing. But yeah, there's there's drivers everywhere in the river. Arena. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. There's a look at the. We we haven't gone through everyone, but there's a there's a look at some of the people that we think uh, represent some really good value. But as I said, we could mount a case for absolutely every single driver listed for the River Arena um, that's available in the game. So. Do your homework. Um, hope that's helped you out a little bit. That's a look at the River Arena. We're going to continue to bring you sort of for, run the forensics on on the game as we lead up to the build up to when it launches on the tenth of January. So just make sure you get in and register your team, have a play around with it, have some fun, share it, tell everyone about it, and get involved in the league function. Uh, boys, thanks for the episode. I hope that's helped some people out with the Riverina and um, 
can't wait to see what our teams look like because I think I've just confused myself even more. Me too. <laughs> I think we might have confused a lot of people out there as well, but we're trying our best. So everyone who's tuned in, thanks for that. We'll uh, we'll catch you next time on Fantasy Harness Racing, the podcast. Yeah.